Hi guys, I'm Megan, and this is True Crime Time. I hope everyone is doing well, surviving the holidays. I know it's a weird time of year for a lot of people, even though it's happy, or it's supposed to be, whatever. I have gotten sick again, somehow, I don't know. Um, So again, I hope my voice isn't too irritating. I'm going to stop saying that one day um also I'm gonna be more consistent about this the holidays have been super busy so trying to put one out every week right now it's been like every two weeks and that's not what my goal is so it's gonna get better bear with me here crazy time of year um With that being said, what I'm going to talk about today is a little dark, as you guys can imagine. Um, It is heavy. I did try to, you know, limit that because not everyone always has the spoons to deal with it. I get it. So here we go. On July 22nd, 1991, two police officers were flagged down on the street by a man named Tracy Edwards. The officers noticed a handcuff dangling from his wrist. Edwards told them that a freak had put the handcuffs on him and asked if they could take them off. Um, Their key didn't fit, and Edwards agreed to accompany them back to the apartment um, where he said he had escaped from after being held for five hours. So the intent was to get the key, free him, and so on. Um, The officers and Edwards arrived at apartment 213 and were invited inside by its tenant, Jeffrey Lionel Dahmer. So, Jeff freely admitted he put the handcuffs on Edwards. He didn't say why. He didn't really talk about it. He claimed later he was kind of in a fog. Um, Edwards mentioned that Jeffrey had pulled a knife on him and that had occurred in the bedroom. So the officers asked him where the key was. He kind of indicated it was in the bedroom. So one of the officers went in to the bedroom to find the key. He did find a knife under the bed. Um, And he also noticed an open drawer that was full of Polaroids. Um, Many of them were human bodies in varying states of dismemberment. So that's obviously a problem. The officer took a few and brought them in to show his partner. Uh, Jeffrey saw that he had the Polaroids in his hands. He started to freak out, struggle with the cops. The officers were able to get him on the floor and cuff him pretty quickly. Um, They did call for backup and started to look around. One of the officers opened the fridge, as you would do, and found a fresh severed human head, which hopefully you would not do. Um, But here's a list of what else they found in the apartment. Four severed heads in the kitchen. Seven skulls in the bedroom, some of which were bleached, some were painted. There were two human hearts, a portion of an arm muscle in the fridge. In the freezer, there was a whole torso and a bag of assorted organs, two entire skeletons, a pair of severed hands, 
two severed penises, a mummified scalp, and in a 57-gallon drum, three torsos dissolving in an acid mixture. Um, 74 Polaroids of these dismemberments were also recovered. Um, Jeffrey Dahmer was diagnosed with schizotypal personality disorder, borderline personal, uh, personality disorder, and a psychotic disorder, also known as just psychosis. Um, he was found legally sane at the time of his trial. So we're going to back up a little bit. Um, that's how he was caught. But let's go back to the beginning. Jeffrey Dahmer was born on May 21st, 1960 to Joyce and Lionel Dahmer. It is claimed that he was both deprived of attention as a child and doted on. So, you know, it's hard to tell because we weren't there. Um, We are not sure which is true. Um, What we do know is that his father spent a lot of time away from home. And it appears that his mother may have suffered from mental illness. She was anxious. Um frequently. She's very greedy for attention. She was very needy. She spent a lot of time in bed. She once attempted suicide. Um, so as time went on, you know, his parents were kind of preoccupied. He kind of fell by the wayside, but he wasn't subject to any kind of abuse as a child, which is common, you know, in other killers. He did say in interviews later that he felt that his childhood was very tense due to the dynamic between his parents. So, he was somewhat shy and reserved. Um, I guess he was neglected a little little later on. Um, from an early age, Jeffrey was interested in animals, starting with collecting insects. He kept them in jars. This progressed to collecting animal carcasses. He would dismember them, um which is gross, but he explained that he was curious about how they fit together and what made them work. Um, There are some specific stories about things he did to animal corpses, but I'm going to spare you the details. I don't know about you, but that's the stuff that is the hardest for me to stomach. I don't like to hear about that, Um, but it exists. If you want to check it out on the internet, any number of articles, books, books, There's really endless resources about our friend Jeffrey Dahmer. Um, I do want to mention that the majority of what I'm talking about today, I did get from Wikipedia. I got from interviews with him. I read his father's book and so on. So just so you know, um, according to his dad, Jeff once noticed him removing animal bones from under the house and was super intrigued by the sound that they made, like that clinking sound, for lack of a better word, um, and they hit against each other. Um, and his dad didn't really find that weird, but it's just something that, you know, he did remember. Um, as far as anyone knows, Jeff never hurt or killed any live animals, so he would only kind of experiment and check out you know, the corpses of dead animals, which is disgusting, but at least he didn't kill any animals. Aside from people, obviously. Disregard. Um, so, the family moves twice. Jeffrey gets a baby brother, 
His father earned a degree, becomes an analytical chemist. Um, so he was a smart guy. Jeffrey was also known to be very intelligent, even though he was kind of on the quiet side. But in general, Jeffrey's family was concerned with his antisocial personality. So his dad was only too happy to answer questions um, that Jeffrey would randomly ask him about bleaching animal bones and things like that. He just was glad that he was finally showing interest in a hobby. Maybe it was like a scientific curiosity. Unfortunately, it was, you know, a lot more morbid than that. Um, in high school, he was seen as an outcast by his peers. He actually was drinking a lot at this time, like throughout high school. Um, even at school, as I mentioned, he was polite. He was intelligent. He was still a loner. He had a few friends, no one really close. He was generally apathetic about school. Um, so even though he was really smart, he got average grades. It was also around this time, so in the puberty era, um, he realized he was gay and he would struggle with this all of his life. It was something that he really struggled with internally. He knew it was true. He didn't want it to be. um, So he had trouble accepting that about himself or himself rather. Um, He had sexual fantasies about having a submissive male partner that he could control. And over time, these got mixed up with fantasies of dissection. Um, And there's some things in some interviews I heard with psychiatrists and things talking about how that's possible because it sounds crazy. Um, But it's something that can happen. You just get triggered in a weird way. Um, you know, he kind of got confused. His brain got confused. So in his later teens, he planned his first attack. He concealed himself in some bushes close to a route where a particular jogger he found attractive would normally pass. He lay there with a bat because what else do you do in your free time but lay in the bushes with a bat for the jogger. Uh, he waited for him, the jogger, and the jogger did not pass that day which is lucky for him. Um, At this point, Jeff is still in high school. He's boozing. His grades are dropping. Tension is escalating at home. His parents got divorced. His mother got custody of him, but he had just turned 18 and wasn't obligated to stay with either of his parents. He lived alone in the family home that his parents had shared and both had vacated. His father only temporarily... um, Maybe for, you know, his mom and his brother to relocate. So he was, Jeffrey is there alone. In the summer of 1978, Jeffrey picked up a hitchhiker, 18-year-old Stephen Mark Hicks. They went to the house, they drank, they listened to music. Hicks wanted to leave. Um, Jeffrey didn't want him to, so he struck him with a 10-pound dumbbell. While he was unconscious, Jeffrey strangled him to death with the same dumbbell. Um, He stripped the body and masturbated over the body. And the next day, he dissected the body and buried the remains in the backyard. Uh, He also crushed the bones with a sledgehammer. 
He dissolves the flesh in acid in the toilet. Gross. Can't imagine those plumbing bills. Yikes. Um, Jeff went to both college and enlisted in the army at his father's urging. He was successful at neither. Two soldiers even claimed they were raped by him. Um, but somehow he was honorably discharged due to his alcoholism. So the other issues didn't come up, I guess. And he briefly moved to Florida. He said he was tired of the cold, I guess. Um, I don't know if I mentioned this was the first years of his life. He was in um, Milwaukee. He was in Ohio. He was kind of all over in the north. Um, So he moved two more times. Now, this is later due to issues with his dad um, and you guessed it, more drinking, so he moved all over. He ended up in a place called West Alice, Wisconsin, living with his grandmother. Alice? Alice? Whatever. Um, they got along pretty well. He went to church. He did chores. He was employed on and off during this time. He was also arrested for indecent exposure at a park. Um, apparently, he had exposed himself to a group of 25 women and children, in 1985, Dahmer got a job at the Ambrosia Chocolate Factory. Um, he started to check out the Milwaukee gay bars and bathhouses. It's also been reported that he stole a mannequin from a store that he would lay with and do gross things to. Um, because what else would you do with a mannequin? His grandmother found it in a closet and freaked out and made him get rid of it. So good on her for that. So, one of the things that started happening when he was going to the bathhouses, maybe because he was, like, a little socially awkward, he became frustrated by the demands of other people. So, he wanted to do what he wanted to do. He didn't want anyone to ask anything of him, request anything. Um, He just wanted complete control. So, this is something that became even more cemented and even more something he was sure of at that time. Um, he started drugging others with sleeping pills, um, but eventually got caught after several incidents, several incidents and banned. Um, he started using hotel rooms instead. He even once thought to dig up a freshly buried body of an 18 year old boy, but was deterred because the ground was too hard to dig. So, great. Um, In August 1986, he was arrested for indecent exposure again. November 1987, he picked up 25-year-old Stephen Twomey. Twomey? Twomey? Okay. And brought him to the Ambassador Hotel. His intent was to drug and rape him, but when he woke up in the morning, he found Twomey, Twomey, sorry, dead Um, He had beaten him to death and has no memory of that happening, so he claims. Um, He dismembered this body. Um, Similarly to before, there is seriously gross detail available. If you want it, it's very unpleasant. Um, He actually kept Tuomi's head for about two, three weeks. Um, I did read somewhere else that 
he may have brought it to work with him at the chocolate factory and stored it in his locker, which is horrifying. Um, but Jeffrey claimed in an interview that this is what kind of started his whole murder spree. Because remember, between the first one and this one, there was a number of years, there was his army stint and all. So this is how it all began. Um, this is really what made him a serial killer. So... He murders again two months after Tuomi on March 24th, 1988. On April 23rd, in September 1988, his grandmother told him she wanted his ass out. She was done with all the young males um, he was bringing home. She was not down with the weird smells coming from the basement and the garage. He moved to an apartment um, September 25th. And had several run-ins with the law, sexual assault, etc. So, you know, he was kind of on the radar. He had to register as a sex offender. But obviously there's a problem here. So I kind of feel like, you know, maybe if he had had harsher punishments, maybe if they had gotten him off the streets sooner, this wouldn't have turned out as horribly as it did. Um... He moved in and out of grandma's one or two more times while murdering all the while before finally setting into apartment 213 on North 25th Street in Milwaukee. At this point, his basic MO was to go out drinking. He offered men money for him to take pictures of them at his apartment. That's how he'd get them back. Um, he would basically strangle them. Um, knock them out with sleeping pills first and then strangle them. Um, he would take pictures of the bodies after um, killing them, obviously. He would take Polaroids. Um, he would pose them, taking pictures just in, in various stages during the dismemberment. Um just really awful, horrible things. Sometimes he would save organs that he intended to eat and did. Um, he would preserve skeletons. He bleached them. He painted them. He used enamel. So he's a very busy guy, you know, outside of work. He has a lot going on. He's doing horrible arts and crafts at home. Um, so with some later victims, he started kind of experimenting because really what he wanted was some was people to be around him like zombies he wanted the company but he didn't really want to be bothered with their personalities or or demands and and maybe part of this was that he was ashamed um of being gay as well which is such nonsense but you know it was a different time he didn't grow up in a family that was Maybe he didn't think they would be cool with that. He also didn't give them the chance to, you know, process it. So, um, sometimes he would drill holes in the heads of his victims. He would put hydrochloric acid in there, um, in his attempt to make them like a submissive slave. He was lonely. He was afraid of human interaction and felt this was the only way people would stay around. This was the only way that he could keep people around and, and form relationships, which is just insane. Um, 
Neighbors did complain of strange odors coming from his apartment. He blamed this on several things. His freezer broke. The pipes broke. Always something going on. Um, Conorac Synthesumfoam. I'm so sorry. That is such a hard name to say. Um, he was 14 years old. The same thing happened where he was offered money for pictures. Um... He was actually the younger brother of someone Jeffrey had previously molested. They they were alive, but that's something that had happened before. Um, Conorak knew this, was hesitant, but ultimately went with him. He was drugged when he passed out. A hole was drilled in his head. Hydrochloric acid was injected. He lived. Jeffrey decides to go out to the bar. He said that's good enough for now. He's going to stick around. He returns and finds Conorak outside the apartment with a group of women. Um, Police were called. Jeffrey somehow managed to convince them that Conorak was his boyfriend and was drunk and it happens all the time. You know how boyfriends are. Um, Police believed the story and allowed Jeffrey to take him back to the apartment where he killed them or killed him after the cops left. So that's a fail. They didn't run a background check. Um, they didn't do anything like that. And remember, he's a registered sex offender at this point. And that kid's only 14 years old. But they didn't really check into it. Um, it's really it's really unfortunate that it went down that way. So Jeffrey confessed to everything. He took full blame. He said... Not pornography, not society. Nothing else was to blame but him. There was something very wrong with him. And if he was free, he, sh- he was sure he would continue. Um, which is awful. All told, Jeffrey Dahmer had 17 victims between 1978 and 1971. Most of them were minorities. Um, different minorities. And because of this, a lot of people thought that his crimes were racially motivated. He said he picked his victims based on who he found the most attractive. Um, and it's just, it's just so terrible how, how it all happened. But go check out his interviews on YouTube. Go look at him talk because he is a little awkward, but he is intelligent and listening to him and watching him you'd never really guess that he was capable of all of these things um i mean maybe if you spend a lot of time around him you pick up that he's a little odd sure but just you know from from the interviews that are available it's just not something you would think um he was sentenced to 16 life terms in prison and Jeffrey Dahmer was killed in prison in 1994 by fellow inmate Christopher Scarver. The Oxford apartments at North 25th Street, where he lives, were demolished in November 1994. So, like I said, reading the details was so fascinating um, to me. But, sorry, moving on my papers if you can hear them. It's really just such a horrendous thing that happened, but he wasn't doing it 
out of hate and he wasn't doing it because he was angry. He was just doing it because he was alone. And obviously I'm not backing up what he did or condoning it in every way, but that's what's interesting about it to me. Um, that he wasn't just doing it to kill. He just wanted people to stay with him and be around him. So you want to read the nitty gritty details? Please, by all means, go ahead. It gets really heavy. I could have gone through crime by crime, murder by murder, and told you the details of every single one, but it's so terrible and so awful. And I just didn't want to do that to you guys. But I know that's probably why you're here. So read about it if you want. Um, Give me your questions, comments, concerns. Tell me who you want to hear about again. Otherwise, you're stuck with what I talk about. And then it's too bad. And happy new year. I will get back with you guys after the new year and enjoy. Enjoy.